G'day everyone and welcome to another episode of Double Jump Radio, the official podcast of DoubleJump.co. I'm your host Abia and I'm joined by my co-host John and a special guest, Mr. Kai himself. Kai, John, welcome. Hey, hello, hello. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I always introduce myself on these like long-time listener, first-time caller. It's not my first time anymore. <laughs> that's true, that's true. I don't know what to say. Uh, how, how, how have you been? Uh, Kai, how have you been? Uh, I've been been living it up, kicking back, uh, playing a lot of video games. So, Ooh, what have you been yeah. playing? Uh, well, just recently I got a Switch. I've been catching up all the classic sort of Switch games that I missed when it came out. So you know, Odyssey, Ooh. Smash Bros, mm. Zelda. The, the, uh, did you Trinity. get the OLED Switch or did you get uh, the a regular? I got a regular one. Oh, look, I'm <laughs> you know what. An OLED Regular sw- switch, no slouch. An OLED switch would be bougie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what yeah, about you, John? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's um, yeah, I haven't actually done much gaming. I started playing um, Death Stranding for like an hour or two the other day. Mm. I don't have much yeah. to say about it yet. I-, I chatted on Twitter about it for a second, but I don't have too much to say. Um, was it was that the director's cut or the the OG? No, the OG one. <laughs> We talked about it before on the on this podcast how I have a digital edition oh, and the price yes. I'm being price skated out increasingly over the last few, couple of months or so. Um, so I'm playing the like PS4 version just because I was able to get it for pretty cheap um, a few yep. couple months ago. Um, yeah, I don't mind it. It's uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll talk to it about it another week when I've played more of it. I think. Okay, played a bit more of it, yeah. but Ed, is it is it full of Kojima charm so far? Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> I was saying on Twitter how like it reminds you a lot of um reminds you a lot of Tenet, um a movie like the it reminds you a lot of in the sense that it's like um yeah what I wrote on Twitter was like it reminds me of it in the way that it expects a lot from the player like in terms of like of being investment invested in the world and the characters right away, but everything mm. feels so sterile and distant, okay. and like I just can't. I don't know. It's just not grabbing me right away, and I exp- it, but it feels like it's expecting me to be grabbed right away, which is kind of, I don't know. Okay. It's not, not the most intriguing thing or like um, enjoyable. I don't know. Can you at Oof. least can you at least That's, hear uh, the dialogue? Yeah. It's not blasted out with music. Uh, yeah, no, that that much that part's better. <laughs> thankfully, See, I, I thought I was the only one with that. <laughs> I was like, I, I'm like, I'm sure there's. There's some really nice writing here or something, but sometimes the music was just loud. Uh, that was like the only thing I heard about Tenet when it came out. Yeah. How fucking loud the score is, <laughs> and it really it's is like, loud. Um, uh, like uh, Nolan had that same issue with the Dark Knight R- Returns, no Rises. What the third one with the sloppy title? Um, like there was like that preview. Uh, like the opening scene was like a preview with Mission Impossible, so you could watch it a few few months early. But the main complaint was that no one could understand Bane, and basically the scene takes place in a plane, so all you hear is like the engines and everything like drowning out all the dialogue. So I think that was adjusted for the final release. I reckon that's his. Yeah, that's time his he didn't listen, because <laughs> Nolan's not that great with dialogue. Maybe he just decided to give up on it, pretend he wrote something, and then just. <laughs> Wax the music over the top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then just like, uh, hey, Michael, it's it's Chris. Um, I need you to come in and, and just be British. It's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair enough. Well, it, the the question now, you know how th- it, we, should, we should talk about, is the question now, is Death Stranding the tenet of video games or is tenet the Death Stranding of movies? <laughs> Uh, we'll see. I mean, like, I really have only played like two hours, so I'm not sure. It's just like mm. it's definitely like in terms of sound missing, it's fine. <laughs> I don't. It's it's okay. <laughs> that definitely is like what I, like as someone who didn't really like Tenet much and didn't, I definitely didn't hear a lot of the dialogue. Uh, yep. I definitely associated sound mixing mostly, uh, like yep. with that ex- the experience of watching it, and I don't mm. associate the sound mixing of Death Stranding primarily <laughs> with the experience of playing it. So. 
so far it's kind of a win. Yeah, nah, fair enough. Five stars, could hear it. You know, speaking of world world leading and very famous films, what about your your ne- your recent foray into the Matrix trilogy? Uh, How did um, you find that? I I actually kind of loved them because I've seen the first movie a bunch. Uh, like mm. at least a few times, but it's one of those movies that I always know I enjoy, but I kind of f- stop thinking about and forget a lot of it, like soon afterwards. Yep. Um, and I never watched the sequels. Um, also, I didn't care too much about the series. I just watched it a couple of times, like when I was younger, and I was like, oh, that was fun, and just never thought about it again. But it's like with the new one coming up, I thought I was like, oh, I'd actually really like to, you know, know something about this series before maybe watching that one. And it's like, uh, fair enough. Yeah, it's like I, I kind of. I don't know. I really like the, f- um, I really like both sequels, even though the se- second one was really not what I want from a Matrix movie. <laughs> so much. They're just is so like Reloaded or Revolutions. Revolutions is the third one. It's the okay. one where there's almost no kung fu <laughs> or anything in it. It's oh, it's, okay. it's very weird, which is uh, like for a Matrix sequel, which is kind of why I like it. <laughs> so. Yeah. What, what what about you, Kai? Have you have you seen them all? Uh, I've seen the first two. I've never gotten around to watching Revolutions, uh, and I I hear so many things about it, and I'm sort of like, oh, I should watch it one day, but it's so far down my priority list. So <laughs> yeah. I will probably just skip to four when it comes out. Yep. Yeah. Like I I haven't seen the the second or third ones. I've I've just seen the first one once. Uh, I remember it fondly, but yeah, I, I never heard anything good about the s- the second and third movies. But it could just be a problem of like, I guess the first one was set such a high bar that nothing could really live up to the hype following from at least from that time. But I I remember the the game was it Enter the Matrix. I remember that like going to my cousin's house and seeing that being played and being like, I think this is to do with the movies. But all I know is that they're these like twins and then you fight on a freeway and then there was this black lady and this black dude and then they're like other neos <laughs> that's all i got from it <laughs> okay <laughs> i know they like i know that well, with um after the first one they kind of turned matrix into like a multimedia you know universe so i know all those mm. games are like actually connected to the main story in some way yeah because um, there was some talk of it when the trailer for the fourth one released mm. recently but well, there was otherwise, the, I don't know much about it. There was the Animatrix as well. Uh, which yeah, that's right. The coolest thing oh, about yeah, it. Oh, yeah, the Animatrix, yeah. The best thing it's about like the Animatrix anime is cool. the word Animatrix. That's rad. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's true. Because, uh, yeah, that was... I think the same idea was... All, I think there was like the Halo Legends anime anthology as well, which I think was like a similar idea of like a compilation of side stories w- with from famous anime production houses or something it was yeah i think that's on netflix i gotta check that out well speaking of awesome sequels and potentially life-changing moments in media history double jump is now uh a, has got a brand new look thanks to uh the hard work uh from one jake colosimo shout out to jake uh, did a fantastic job with the redesign. We've got a brand new site. It's uh, got a whole bunch of new options. It's easy. It's all a lot more focused on the content. A cleaner look. Looks great on desktop and mobile. Uh, a much cleaner kind of navigation and uh, like a smarter layout in terms of balancing where all the image elements and everything are. If you're a gaming fan, you're probably listening to this and thank you for that. But definitely head over to doublejump.co to check out a new design. And yeah, share share our stuff around if you really um, if you really like what you see. We'd always appreciate uh, more people joining the community. So yeah, shout out once again. A brand new doublejump.co website you can check out right now. Abyss just negging no. the old website at this point. Oh. <laughs> like they've broken up and they've met in like a shopping mall. It's just... Well, this is Double Jump 3, uh, it's a bit newer, uh, <laughs> got all these new quality of life changes, I'm doing really well, how are you? <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, um, I've got to go, uh, I've, yeah, anyway, sorry, good to see you, um, bye. <laughs> that's, that's just what's happening. 
That's just what it's like now. I want to continue the, the positive vibes and bring it over to the news. And John, we had a surprise Nintendo Direct go- happened last week. What 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 should we what happened? Yeah, was like, I don't think it was a surprise. I think they announced it like a week in advance, or I don't know. I think I don't know, man. I saw the tweet like a day before. Oh, okay, maybe I'm wrong, man. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was happening. Maybe it was just rumors then. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, a lot of news this one. I, I thought a lot of a lot of it was quite like big as well, bigger than mm. I feel like last few Nintendo Directs maybe have been. But yeah, uh, I might be wrong there. Anyway, so first up, um, this will be an order of. Um, when they were announced during the stream. So first up was Monster Hunter Rise's expansion, Sunbreak. Um, new full-size expansion, just like um, World's Iceborne was. So it's um, mm-hmm. DLC, assuming there'll be a re-release with it at some point as well, but it won't be like every other generation before it, assumedly. Yeah. Well, I mean, not assumedly, like, it will be DLC, but it won't be like those other games where, you know, it's just... Um, version S or something. Yeah, with like all these extra letters and stuff. Yeah, with like no, you know, communication between them at all. Like you have to get the new, like a full release <laughs> if you want to play new stuff. Um, yep, yep. Yeah. So otherwise, uh, um, yeah. In the trailer, we see a new Elder Dragon, which I'm not sure if there's a new name for it, but yeah. Anyway, uh, but otherwise, not too much information yet. Just um, yeah. So not just the the expected like kind of meaty expansion that this series is known for it's Mm. um yeah so rise is getting one of those um assumedly next year but we don't know i don't think um yeah so anyway there's a do either of you play monster hunter at all no no but i wanted to but uh i don't know like i think monster hunter world is the closest to like monster hunter being a good modern game because traditionally the monster hunter games have been very difficult to get into for like western audiences they're very clunky and i was bummed out that i think it was a monster hunter like stories was the one on switch like one of the first ones on switch and that was like a throwback to the old monster hunter not the new worlds style monster hunter oh you mean generations that one was generations yeah yeah because i came back i've got that one and i think i got it after world and that that one's Mm. got other problems that really prevent normal people from playing it (laughs) Um, like yep. even compared to other classic Monster Hunter, that one's like a frustrating one, um, in my experience. Mm. But I I really liked Rise, so um, yeah. If you mm. have a Switch, Kai, now like it's a good one to jump in on if you're interested at all. Um, anyway, I feel like I there. I keep almost getting interested and then I get distracted and forget about it for another year. And then they announce yeah. some DLC, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I should get into Monster Hunter, but I never yeah. will. I feel Please. like that's probably common. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's um, yeah. Anyway, from there we had the announcement of a new IP, a card card only RPG called Voice of Cards: The Isle of Dragon Roars. Um, what, what a dumb name! I'm sorry. That's just what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, it's a bit much. Voice of Cards. Um, yeah. So it's it's kind of hard to describe, like through audio. I find like mm. card only in that it's basically set on a table like a tabletop game and you all, mm. all the only way you engage with the game at all is through playing cards. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's like, a, I think it's a pretty full RPG. It's not a roguelike or a actual card game. It's like an actual role playing game. Mm. Um, it's releasing on October 28th. So like barely more than a month since announcement, which is kind yeah. of, I'm not sure if it's a full price game that kind of implies that it probably isn't, but um, yeah. So, um, what, but one thing I didn't, I, it was probably saw it, seen in the trailer. <laughs> I'm not actually sure, but it's directed by Yoko Taro, who's known for directing this news Neo series, which is actually kind of a big deal, <laughs> which That's I did not crazy. realize at the time. He's a creative director. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> what a, le- what a move out of left field, but you'd expect that from someone with a moon for a face. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, oh man. I don't know. Like. It, it it's weird because it, it's fully committed to the card aesthetic. Like, even the, the cutscenes and everything are told by flipping cards. 
So it'll be interesting to see how that actually lands I, in terms of uh, a narrative. I've got to imagine this is not going to be a, a full-priced AAA game. Cause it's a new mm. IP based solely on cards, uh, which don't tend mm. to sell super well. I've got to imagine yep. they're going to be trying to test the waters a little bit. Like, oh, this one's 20 bucks, and if lots of people buy it, we'll release a new one, and that'll be 80 bucks. Yeah. 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 Nah, fair enough. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, very likely. I'm just kind of curious. It's just a, such a new announcement, such a new project. And it's like, oh, I wonder mm. what else is going on with this because it feels very, I don't know, just very new. Yeah. Um, so from there, we had the announcement of, uh, I don't think there was even any room. Uh, actually, there might have been some rumors about this ahead of time, but I was not expecting it. Um, the Final Fantasy spinoff, um, kart racing spinoff called Chocopo GP announced for next year. Um, it's not too much to say about this one other than it looks exactly like it. Mario Kart except yeah. with some weapon changes yeah you know what now is the time we need we need uh, kart racers to come back now is the time I want a Last of Us kart racer <laughs> Last of Us uh, you know I want a Death Stranding uh, kart racer imagine imagine that that would be hilarious <laughs> that's like one thing I'm genuinely disappointed in like in this concept like just how much mm. it looks like mario kart is also just like yeah the fact that there's actually like i want to race like choc pose only like i'm surprised that it's only like two characters are just choc pose with roller skates and then like everything yeah. else is in a car <laughs> it's like I, like if i want to play a final fantasy kart racing like, spinoff and, and there's chocobos can fly right like technically so couldn't they have made it instead of a mario kart they could have made it like a diddy kong racing style game that would have been so cool. Oh, maybe. I thought, I just, I thought yeah. they were like emus. I think it's a bit unfair to have chocobos in the same race as actual cars. Like, <laughs> Don't worry, they've got jet-powered roller skates or something. That's yeah, what that it looks it. like. <laughs> Alright, I'm sorry, but if you give oh if you God. give a chicken roller skates, it's still going to get run over by a car. <laughs> it's not going to outrun it. Oh. We don't know that. It'll probably, it'll probably it's do... It's a magical chicken. It's all okay. It'll probably do worse <laughs> than if you didn't give it roller skates. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, but yeah, uh, was it? We've got an Animal Crossing Direct happening next month, which uh, which is an interesting announcement, like this far out from when the game came out. Yeah, so an announcement of a couple of Directs for next month. Um, first mm. one was... Well, well, actually, we'll start with Animal Crossing. So that one's set for October sometime. I'm not sure if either of them have dates, these two directs. Mm. But the first one is seems to be... Oh, not seems to be. Uh, it's teasing the like uh, long-awaited arrival of the cafe. I think it's called The Roost in Animal mm. Crossing um, New Horizons, that was called, pretty sure. Um, and yeah. the arrival of Brewster, who's the you know beloved pigeon character who runs it. Um, not much else in there other than just confirming that um, the direct is in October and I'm pretty sure the content update will actually be landing in November um, for Animal Crossing. Um, from there, the um, second direct is the announcement, is the, re- is the reveal of the final Smash Bros. Ultimate character um, of the second season pass or whatever it's called, character pass. Um, so this will be the final of the however many characters have been added to Ultimate so far. Um, uh, so it'll, thousand. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, it's close. Um, so it'll be a yeah. So no, no, um, don't know anything about the characters so far. Going to be revealed on the day, and then it's going to be soon, like immediately after, will be attached with a deep dive breakdown of the character by um, mm. by the director of the game, whose name I forget off the top of my head. Um, and yeah, that's kind of all there is on that particular announcement. Uh, Masahiro Sakurai, I think. Mm. Right, Sakurai. The man. Right. He's, who's um, a long-suffering director. <laughs> I feel like every time we see him, he's like more broken. <laughs> <laughs> this poor man. I mean, the man must deal with at least 200 emails a day asking when Waluigi's getting in. <laughs> it's, all, it's, all, it's all funny when you're sending one email. <laughs> Man, that was so many to sift through. 
Oh, Poor man. Right. Well, we're on the <laughs> I see all these predictions, and they're all about modern characters. Let's get Doom Guy. Let's get Master Chief. Let's get <laughs> Crash Bandicoot. He's not modern, but he's having a resurgence. I reckon we need to go further back, right? We've got the Game and Watch guy. Where is the Pong paddle? He just <laughs> Pong paddle. He just throws the little square ball from Pong. <laughs> blasts everyone <laughs> off the stage. I was going to say, uh, I'm surprised you didn't say Gex the Gecko. <laughs> no, the Pong paddle is realistic. Gex, is... <laughs> Gex had his time. <laughs> he's he's done for. He's just you know he's he's too cool. He's I've, too cool for school. I've made my peace. <laughs> Gex is not coming back. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the 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 next uh, big announcement from the direct was. Uh, a new open world 3D platformer set in the th- Kirby uh, universe. It's oh. uh, uh, the game's called Kirby and the Forgotten Land, and it sees the. Uh, I don't know what is Kirby like. Like uh, I guess like a personified pink marshmallow. It's technically can travel faster than light, according to the opening cinematic of Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Because I'm pretty sure in that game, like Kirby's like trying to rebuild the universe. Um, oh. And yeah. It's 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 set in a, a post-apocalyptic setting, and uh, the, the the appeal is that uh, Kirby's copy abilities are back, but now obviously uh, now that there's a 3D playing field to work with, the abilities have been tweaked uh, to kind of take advantage of that, and hopefully we'll see more gameplay showing that off. Uh, what, Kai, what do you, what do you think of uh, the return of Kirby to 3D? Kirby terrifies me as a concept. I I I appreciate the games might be great. I don't think I can ever play one. He's too strong. <laughs> ever. <Ooh>. Wow. <laughs> like the the best way I ever What happened to you? <laughs> the best way I heard Kirby described was that if there was a slider and on one end you had Cthulhu, the other end is Kirby. Equally <laughs> powerful but in totally opposite ways. The call of Kirby. Exactly. <laughs> So, oh. so you're saying <laughs> I'm, Kirby is uh, existential dread personified? Uh, no, Kirby is happiness personified. He's a little pink okay. smiley fluff ball that he can <laughs> he could destroy the world if he wanted to. I'm <laughs> I'm not the person poo. to ask about Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, John? Um, I'm actually super into it because, like, uh, I'm kind of curious to see how it turns out, though. Because, like, having open world is there's like there's two big twist is being open world and it's being 3d because as i understand it there's no actually hasn't been like a 3d platformer take on kirby at all yet like there was like kirby 3d on 64 but it was like a 2.5 d sort of game yeah yeah Yeah. like polygonal world polygonal characters but like 2d plane in terms of movement yeah and that's basically been like every main entry in the series has been that kind of game so it's mm, like mm. they're doing like two big things with the series. I'm kind of curious to see how it's like if it's still like incredibly easy as a game like yeah. every other one, which is like not bad. I'm just kind of curious if they're going to change it up much more beyond just like this. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm very excited to see more of it. I think it, like it's mm. kind of cool to have like a unified like uh, world as well. That's something mm. Kirby doesn't typically do a lot of either. I don't think so. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so um, from there, the next announcement was the announcement of uh, the uh, release date of Triangle Strategy, the renamed Project tri- tri- um, Triangle Strategy from um, Square Enix, pretty sure. Yeah. Um, so, so this game is set to launch in March 2022. Um, I I'm not sure if there was any new information aside from release date. Um, still has all those Final Fantasy Tactics vibes um, with yeah. the visuals of Octopath and yeah. Yeah, uh, it reminded me of Ragnarok, the Ragnarok online games from back in the day. Okay. It's definitely got that look. <laughs> All right. Um, and yeah, so from there, um, it was the announcement and sudden shadow drop of Castlevania Advance Collection. So includes Circle of the Moon, Harmony of Distance, Aria of Sorrow, and Dracula X. Um, Kai. Ooh, and Dracula X. Oh, Which, okay. I mean, we... Yeah. We knew this was coming for a long time. There were all the announcements that Konami was, you yeah, know, revisiting the copyright the Korean, like, of their ratings board and stuff. Yeah, mm. their Game Boy games, getting them re-rated. 
But Dracula X is a big surprise. Uh, so, yeah. Long-time Castlevania fan. Dracula X is supposed to be this reimagining of Rondo of Blood. It's supposed to be the hardest Castlevania game ever made. Which, mm. I've got to assume that someone just comes to your house and punches you at this point. Because the other games are <laughs> so stupidly difficult as it is. Okay. I've heard that it was like kind Sorry. of a disappointing... I don't know, I like because I saw some comments about it and I kind of got the sense it was meant to be like a slightly worse version of Rondo in one way or another. <laughs> I didn't realize yeah, I didn't realize because, it was meant to be yeah. harder though. I mean, Ron- Rondo because, Blood uh, yeah. is already one of the the top five Castlevania games. Uh, yeah. So mm. I don't know why it needed a remake, mm. let alone a harder one. But <laughs> <laughs> and it was and it was pretty like it was pretty early on in terms of remakes. Uh, re- or reimaginings like Rondo of Blood was released on the PC Engine in Japan, which was like a very like highly advanced console compared to like the Super Nintendo and the, the Sega uh, Mega Drive. Sorry, I was going to use the correct word there. <laughs> um, so I think the 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 reason why it was remade is because the like because the PC Engine supported CD-ROM. It like there was like higher quality art assets and a lot more like the game itself like technically couldn't run on a Super Nintendo and, and especially the music which is like you know a, a huge part of Castlevania so I guess it makes sense that there was a re like you kind of had to do like a remake of it on Super Nintendo and change the name so that you don't kind of uh, you know piss off people who are expecting like a direct port I guess that's the way to see it. Yeah, I mean that would that would make sense. Like the mm. the Castlevania games all sort of aged really really well, especially that sort of Rondo mm. of Blood era. So I don't think Dracula yeah. X alone needed a re-release. Uh, but yeah. but the other three, I'm very excited because I never had a chance to play them before, so I'm keen to keen to get yeah. into them. So I think you know yeah anything that released on the Game Boy. I'm sure it was great, but not that many people played them. I, I want Metroid Fusion. I really want to play Metroid Fusion and Metroid Zero Mission, but they're not on Switch. And it was so hard to bloody play them because... Do, do you remember that uh, Metroid Fusion was one of those games that Nintendo made free as like the ambas- ambassador program for th- like OG 3DS owners and then never re-released it? <laughs> like, I mean, that's... Come on. <laughs> That's classic Nintendo, right? They make these great games and they release it on a console that three people own. And then it's like, well, you should have bought that console when it was out. Sucks to be you. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. But hopefully this Mm. next announcement uh, brings a smile to everyone's... uh, I was going to say eyes, but that doesn't quite work. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) To everyone's dials. It Um, doesn't. Yeah, so next up was... (laughs) The next up was the uh, cast of was announcing the cast of Super Mario or like the Super Mario movie. I think it's just being yeah. called the Mario movie. I don't know. Um, I've been kind of automatically calling it Super Mario, but um, of the cast, which the main one, which I think a lot of people have been making fun of and laughing at, is Mario be, uh, Chris Pratt being cast as Mario, um, which is hard to. It's really hard to envision uh, a lot of these, yeah. but especially him. Um, from there, um, Charlie Day has been cast as Luigi from Always Sunny in Philadelphia and a few mm. other movies. Um, Jack Black is Bowser. Anya Taylor-Joy I is Peach. That. Yeah, I thought Bowser was a pretty good pick. Yeah. Um, Anya's very... Yeah, she's um, she's kind of a rising star right now. She's always very mm. good. I guess she'll probably be good as Peach. <laughs> um, <laughs> Keegan-Michael Key has been cast as Toad um, from Key yeah. <laughs> uh, Seth Rogen has been cast as Donkey Kong. Which probably makes more sense than most of them, really. Um, Kevin Michael Richardson as Kamek, who is, um, I think, that sorcerer character, right? Oh, I, I couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. anyway. Uh, Fred Armisen is Cranky Kong. Sebastian Maniscalco. Skal- Skalko? I'm not sure. Um, the cast is Spike. And um, yeah, and after all that, Charles Martinet, who is um, kind of the long-term, long-time voice actor who voices Mario and Luigi and a number of other like in-universe Super Mario characters. Um, he's involved mm. in some way. I'm guessing kind of voicing background characters or something like that. Um, 
Yeah, maybe so. he'll have like a Stan Lee style cameo. I I reckon <laughs> all the classic sounds could still be done by Charles Martinet, and any dialogue just goes back to Chris Pratt. Yeah. Mario can have just the sort of yeah. two voices. Wahoo! Here we go! It, be, and then immediately switches. It'll be like, like what happens in um in what was it in Rise of Skywalker, where there was like multiple Jedi speaking at once. Maybe it'll be that they'll get that. Maybe that's what's going to happen. Chris Pratt's going to channel his inner Martinet. <laughs> what if what if Mario <laughs> sounds like Martinet uh, when he speaks, but he's like mental. And he talks inside his head, it's Chris Pratt. And then he's always just disappointed <laughs> when he says it out loud. <laughs> yeah, like this really well-spoken American clear voice. And then when he comes out, he just sounds like this bumbling, <laughs> like Italian stereotype. <laughs> weird high-pitched squeaks. <laughs> oh. oh, man. What, what, do you, what do you think? Um, what do you think, John? What do you think about the casting choices? Uh, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of exciting in that I like a, a a number of the actors being cast, but it's also mm. like I can't I I can't even like start to imagine a realistic version of this movie <laughs> other than just jokes. Yeah. Um, it's all like uh, for some reason Charlie Day excites me a lot as Luigi. <laughs> so I think it's yeah. excellent. Um, otherwise mm. I don't know. We'll see how everyone else goes. Uh, I really I'm very curious to see how this movie turns out just in general that the casting just makes everything like even harder to imagine in the first place. Yeah. But I, I don't know about you guys, but I think I'm worried that it's going to happen. Like the, the thing about it, someone like Chris Pratt is that when you watch something with him, even like watching the Lego movies, like you just hear Chris Pratt, you know, you, you don't hear a character. Like yeah. he doesn't really change his voice. Chris Pratt has one character. He's got Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt in yeah. Little American Town, Chris Pratt in Space. Yep. So. That's, that's, and yep. this is going to be yep. Chris that's Pratt true. in a red hat. <laughs> it does make me think that whether they're going to do like a every man like thrown into Mario's body sort of story, like if, you know, kind of like that does sound like something Hollywood would do with the concept of Super mm. Mario, which makes me think it might, ha- especially with someone like Pratt who's got such a like generic everyman sort of voice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, curious about that. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. No, I can see that. Okay. Oh, who knows? To me, to me, Maybe, the only casting yeah. that makes sense is Jack Black as Bowser. That seems yeah. like a natural fit, and the rest of them are just out of left field. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can I can picture uh, uh, Keegan Michael Key being a good Toad, but I probably would have expected uh like fred armison to be more of a toad given how like toad is kind of like this i don't know like he's got like there's so like they're meant to be so many different toads in the world and i think fred armison's such a good like person with accents and and like creating like working with different characters but it'll be it'll be interesting yeah <laughs> yeah cranky kong is like a weird pick for armison considering how yeah. much range he has but yeah, see. Mm. <laughs> I mean, Cranky Kong's a weird character to be in there in the first place. What's he doing there? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But what we what we really want is that this to be a a sequel to the nineteen ninety three hit movie, the Super Mario Brothers movie, and the greatest tagline ever for for a movie, which is "This ain't no game." <laughs> Oh, I love that, that movie. Classic. Yeah. It's because it canonically <laughs> made their names Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. That's genius. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, and the oh, and the thickest Ameri- like the thickest New York accents. <laughs> oh God. Oh, okay. Yeah, wrapping up that little that. F- um, yeah, casting news. Um, next up is the announcement of the expansion pack tier for Nintendo Switch Online, which signals, which Ooh. means the arrival of Nintendo 64 games and yes. Sega Mega Drive games to Nintendo Switch Online. Hell yeah! Yeah, so it'll be a kind of, it'll be an additional subscription on top of Nintendo Switch Online, and it's launching in late October. It's not so bad because the the Switch Online subscription is much cheaper than. 
the like competing ones from like Microsoft and Sony. So I guess I, I don't mind that you have to pay a little bit extra for these games. Yeah, that's that's sort of where I'm at as well. Like this sort of brings it in in line with the rest of them. Hmm. Yeah, I, like because I kind of immediately, for some reason, I assumed it would be really cheap, even though that's really unlikely. <laughs> I'm not sure why, but um, mm. I like I don't know. I like that it at least it'll make Nintendo more comfortable with adding a lot of like more higher profile games to the service when they're yeah. kind of getting an extra payday out of it, rather than having you know no it like I still mm, not sure if I'm happy with it, but I hope it actually ends up being like a good this like expansion pack tier ends up actually being like a good purchase rather than just kind mm. of like like a lot of what Nintendo does where they're kind of even asking for a little bit feels like a lot from them just for how little they offer sometimes. Yeah. So, but it's a good mm. selection of games to start off with. Yeah, definitely. And and let's not forget that we're going to get a a wireless Nintendo 64 controller that's compatible with the Switch as well as a three-button Sega Mega Drive controller. And unfortunately, the six-button version of the Mega Drive controller is exclusive to uh, Japan which is a bit of a bummer there, but hey, thank God for the grey market, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I predict there'll be there'll be six-button Genesis controllers in Australia two days after they release in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, um, oh, yes. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. Exciting. Um, I'll, just ra- I'll just, like, quickly run through a lot of the games. Mm. Um there are too many, but it might take a second. <laughs> so nine Nintendo 64 games, um, some with online support. So Super Mario 64, Ocarina of Time, Mario Kart 64, Lilat Wars, Sin and Punishment, Dr. Mario 64, Mario Tennis 64, Operation Winback, which I had never heard of before today yep. um, when looking up the game list, and um, Yoshi's Story. Oh, Yoshi Story. Actually, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Um so for the Sega Mega Drive is Sonic Hedgehog 2, Streets of Rage 2, Echo the Dolphin, Castlevania Bloodlines, Contra Hard Corps, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, Golden Axe, Gunstar Heroes, um, Musha, Musha, whatever, Fantasy Star 4, Rise Star, Shining Force, Shinobi 3, and Strider. And then in the hmm. upcoming wave of games, whenever that comes out, Banjo-Kazooie, Pokemon Snap, Legend of Zelda, Majora's Mask, Kerry for 64, Mario's... Oh, I'm not sure if that's... Were there several 64 games for Kirby? Oh, the, well, it'll be the Crystal Shards. I'm not sure if there's yeah, more I than one. I think that's the one. Okay. I think that's the one. Yep. Yep. And uh, Mario Golf, Paper Mario, and F-Zero X. And mm. yeah, so that's all the games we know of coming to this service. I mean, do we, do we think yeah. they're going to be adding more Genesis games later? Because they've said they're going to be rolling out more N64 games. But that list of the ones they've announced, there are no Genesis games on there, so do we think that might be just... That might be it? Oh, maybe. Mm. Yeah, sure. maybe. Maybe I they'll... Th- I, I can expect more to come. Uh, just like... if Knowing Nintendo would be like, oh, once a year, four games will drop. And then, like, that's just how it's going to be. Yeah, it's um, Sega. Like, I think they're generally one of the better companies in terms of like working with, like, cooperating with other companies. But the contract, like, mm. uh, we call it, <laughs> like, whatever is needed, like, whatever the kind of work is needed to get all these like Sega games onto a Nintendo service. Like, I don't know if it's. If it, I guess if it's like not too much effort, they might do more of them. Hopefully. Mm. Mm. Ah, fair enough. Yeah. So we'll, Nin- we'll see. Nintendo, if you're listening, uh, I know I said I made my peace with Gex being gone. That was a lie. Please bring Gex to the N64 <laughs> on Switch. <laughs> to the Not Switch. over it. <laughs> that, that's what. That's uh, that, that's another direct that's going to happen later this year. <laughs> Just the for Gex, Gex direct. <laughs> the Gex trilogy, remastered, regeckoed. Oh, like. It's just one hour of people like me being like, please, you've got to understand. Gex is great. <laughs> You're pleading. Gex, your head in the game. That's what it's going to be. Yeah. We um, all know it. We all know it. Yep. But yes, 
John, yeah, so, there was a final announcement. Yeah, a, a, a the best one. Um, yeah, so Bayonetta <laughs> three has finally been re-revealed with like an almost four minute trailer. Um, first time we've seen it in almost four years since it was announced Holy at, shit. <laughs> at December twenty seventeen at the Game Awards, um, where we saw we really didn't get any information of it from it at the time, which kind of makes sense four years later. Um, mm. But um, yeah, lot, lots lots of new additions and changes to the series going off this trailer because I'm I'm writing a short article for it now, um, which we'll, we should see on the website sometime soon, hopefully. But uh, like the main thing is this new mechanic called Demon Slave, um, which is sort of bringing out the kind of QTE stuff from the games into like actual gameplay. But it's also yeah. very reminiscent of Scalebound, that game that was cancelled a few years ago. Um, yeah. The one with the dragon. <laughs> um, <laughs> if anyone remembers it. Yep. Um, yeah, so I'm personally very excited for it. Um, what about you guys? I have um, never played a Bayonetta cool. game. Uh, oh, but okay. they always <laughs> look very cool. So mm. I'm I'm excited on behalf of everyone who loves Bayonetta. <laughs> I definitely... Yeah, like... Mm. Oh, I definitely smiled and sort of cheered to myself seeing Bayonetta 3, uh, despite having no intention of playing it, because it's just not a series I've picked up. Yeah, so, fair enough. I'm, I'm yeah, happy for like, you, John. Of... Oh, good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember I, I played a lot of the first game. I, I never played the second game because I didn't have a Wii U. But uh, I I do remember the first game just being very like a, a very good game. But I played it on PS3 and and like frame rate was atrocious on that version. Uh, I'd love to. I think there is like a Bayonetta one and two re-release on Switch, right? Yeah, it came out around the same time. Second did one. Second one mm. came out because I got like the um like this duo special edition when the second cool. one launched. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's a solid port to. Uh, now, now, now it's on PS4 and every. Uh, now it's on like every other console, like the first one is. Yeah. So you can play that way if you like. Um, mm. Yeah. So second game had some changes, and I won't go into it too much. <laughs> but I'm very excited for the third one. And um, but that was um, what wrapped up Nintendo Direct for September. Hell I mean, yeah! Was well, a classic Direct. Nintendo comes in out of nowhere, <laughs> kicks ass, takes names, leaves. <laughs> And then everyone else is like, oh, oh, but but what about this? What about that? And then you're like, oh, no, don't yeah. go away. Sony, yeah, all excited about their their presentation, the state of play. Nah. Who cares about <laughs> Spider-Man? No, no, no. We're talking Banjo-Kazooie now. It's 1998, kiddos. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. I mean, another another chance to sell Ocarina of Time again. Why not Nintendo? But does this mean that those games aren't going to get like HD remasters? Is this just like Nintendo saying, "Ah, oh, we ported it. That's enough. Shut up. <laughs> Give me your money." I mean, it's What's going to work. Fours though. What was that? Oh, sorry. Super Mario sixty four is there, and that got a remaster um, a little while ago. Yeah, they can't That's buy interesting. it anymore. Yeah, Pff, yeah. That <sighs> fuck that. <laughs> uh, anyway. I think we'll uh I think we'll leave it then move on to the next story. Finally, it seems like a little bit of justice is coming Activision Blizzard's way because multiple US agencies have actually come after the company over uh, allegations of workplace uh you know discrimination and a whole bunch of probably toxic behavior that you don't want to see at any company, uh, let alone one in gaming. So um, it basically kicked off with the SEC, which is kind of the the government organization that's there to protect shareholders of large companies, make sure there's nothing that's really hurting them, uh, came after basically, um, how should I put it this way, the, the SEC subpoenaed a number of Activision's uh, top executives uh, obviously this includes Bobby Kotick and I guess like he- top finance HR and other executives um, 
and it's requesting records of personnel files, employee communications, and board meeting minutes. Basically, I think in the wake of the 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 lawsuit from the California Department of Fair Fair Housing and Employment, basically a whole bunch of people have left Activision Blizzard, and I think the SEC wants to actually get all those records so that those people don't get let off, so so that they can chase them and bring them in to be questioned and to be uh you know maybe brought to justice hopefully um and basically the day that this got announced which was i think monday uh activision blizzard stock dropped by four percent 4.25 percent doesn't sound like much but when you got a like a huge company like activision worth so many billions of dollars that can make a serious dent like off the market um after this, we also had the U.S. Equal Opportunity Commission filing a complaint against the company, and it's trying to seek a payout for victims. And it alleged that uh, the the publisher subjected its employees to sexual harassment, pregnancy discrimination, and or any sort of like related retaliation if they raise concerns. I guess. Um, yeah, it's a uh, interesting, uh, interesting to see that because the. Um, I co- uh, as of like today's recording, it seems like Activision Blizzard's already sub- um, uh, settled with the EEOC, so that uh, Employment uh, Opportunity Commission. And let's see, uh, the quote is that it has reached an agreement to, quote, settle claims and to further strengthen policies and programs to prevent harassment and discrimination in the company's workplace. So as part of this, $18 million um, will be uh, given to compensate uh, sorry quote compensate and make amends to eligible claimants and this uh let's see any money that's left over so anything that doesn't go to someone in particular who's been affected goes to uh quote unquote uh charities that advance women in the video game industry or promote awareness around harassment gender equality issues as well as company diversity equity and inclusion initiatives as approved by the agency so it's uh interesting to see that you know a settlement happen uh, at this stage. Before we continue, uh, it's also interesting to note that there were a couple of uh, higher profile exits as well. Uh, number one, there was, um, let's see, Blizzard's chief legal officer, Claire Hart, departed as well. And then we had Overwatch's executive producer, uh, Chaco Sonny, uh, who was, I think, leading uh, a lot of the efforts with Overwatch 2. So that's a, a pretty big week in the world of Activision Blizzard. Um, John, what what are your thoughts about everything that's happened this past week? Um, it's kind of nice to see. 18 million isn't much to a company mm. as gigantic as Active Blizzard is, but it's kind of nice to see some of the victims be compensated at all. That's kind of usually yeah. a hard thing to actually gain in these kind of uh, scenarios. Yeah. Um, yeah, otherwise, I don't know. It's been very it's it's busy as it always seems to be on in this yeah. area of of the news that we usually cover. Um yeah, so what about you, Kai? What do you how do you think? I mean, I'm I'm not surprised that Activision Blizzard would come to a settlement so quickly. Uh I am surprised that the the agency settled for 18 million. They could have gotten a lot more. Yeah. And done a lot more good with that money. Mm. Yeah, probably. It's, it seems like pocket change. Just like that's like a third of the bonus that Bobby Kotick gets or something, right? Like he gets paid a shitload. Oh, I saw. I saw that like the last bonus that Kotick got was like 150 million or something. So it's not even. Jesus that. Christ! Oh my God! It's like an eighth of like a ninth of what he got paid as a bonus. Yeah. Jesus Christ! It doesn't make yeah. Especially. If you think about like maybe potentially hundreds, if not thousands, of people might come forward, um, like yeah, that's like you might get like maybe a dollar eighty or something. <laughs> maybe you might get a hundred bucks. Who knows? Yeah, I think yeah. Activision Blizzard's going to be just paying whatever they need to to get the story done and out of the news. Yeah, because worth more than any sort of amount is going to be those stock options and shares and while other people are talking about this those are going to keep dropping yeah and that's going to hurt shareholders and that's going to make the sec come back again it's 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 yeah follow the money i guess that's the disappointing part is that like the sec is like a huge organization but 
It's, it's only there for the shareholders, really. It's not there for the employees or anything. <sighs> Disappointing. Yeah, the SEC stepped in because now it's affecting the shareholders. Actually. Won't somebody think of the shareholders? <laughs> I, think that, I think that was quoted in, in the in the subpoena like trial probably. But yeah, John, got another story of uh, major shifts happening in terms of legality. What's happening with Twitch? Uh, yes, um, finally that um, Twitch, well not finally, hasn't quite happened yet, but Twitch Partners um, has partnered with music publishers to eventually allow music, licensed music and streams, or maybe not allow, but kind of have a solution to this like ongoing problem of mm-hmm. um, streamers get, essentially getting hit especially hard when whenever yeah. licensed music comes up, even in you know a blip of it. So Twitch and the National Music Publishers Association, the N. NMPA have reached an agreement, but not an actual licensing deal yet. As in, nothing has changed, but it's more of a first step towards like greater change yeah. to hopefully protect streamers and keep music publishers happy. Um, from Billboard, um, quote, the agreement includes a financial settlement to account for Twitch's past usage of music on the platform, as well as a time window during which the two parties will negotiate an arrangement for handling music use on Twitch going forward. Um, Twitch is currently offering NMPA members an opt-in deal, quote, again, (laughs) allowing for future collaborations to bring new facets to both the gaming experience and songwriter exposure. So I think a lot of it is basically just opening up avenues for whether it's actually like kind of attacking (laughs) streamers like more directly or, you know, just like essentially like simplifying, not simplifying, but like diversifying the sort of responses publishers Mm. can have. Or not have towards um, towards Twitch streamers. Yeah, um, like I can I can see a, a situation where Twitch basically says, "Okay, if you play licensed music on this, um, we're gonna take like the license license holders have the option to demonetize you, like they do on YouTube, and then instead of the the streamers getting the profits or getting like the the subs and things like that, it'll go to the to the publishers, like you know, a certain share of that at least. That's how I see it, and and because I know Warner Music has, I think, is the first company to sign on, officially since then, since this was announced. So, I'm not sure 100 percent of like what that agreement is like, but I think it is something similar to that arrangement. Yeah. Um. So this agreement also includes a new process for music right holders, rights holders, um, including N P uh, N M P A members as well as record labels. To report unauthorized uses of their music, um, yeah, which is hopefully better than the approach they have now. So, um, mm. I think it, yeah. So, in an email to Twitch streamers, this new system is meant to be more quote flexible and forgiving to creators who inadvertently or incidentally use music in their streams. Um, and from um, from Twitch's description, at least, it's aimed at more egregious uses. So, rebroad- okay. rebroadcasting a music content. Uh, concert or leaking unreleased songs um, and yep. instead of suspending accounts Twitch will now issue a warning first which sounds like an upgrade <laughs> amazing it's, it took uh, this long to get what? to come up with the idea of hey Jesus maybe we Christ. should warn people first before <laughs> immediately bringing the hammer down on them oh man but, oh, I mean that's... I guess it's good that it happened <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess it's a step it's a good step we'll see how it goes you know, that's yeah. It we all know the music industry is notoriously slow to reacting to changes in technology. So this, this sh- we should maybe we should appreciate that this even happened. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like very much like a you know silver lining on other mm. an otherwise awful uh, <laughs> awful horizon. Yeah. Well, uh, our last story is kind of a, a very similar uh, like a similar vibe to it in that. Uh, Discord, you know, everyone's favorite kind of community chat app has announced that it has reached an agreement with YouTube, so YouTube and Google, uh, which is a uh, YouTube's parent company, to allow people to share music videos uh, and kind of music uh, like uploaded to YouTube through the app. And this comes just ooh, like a, a couple of weeks, I guess, since uh, popular uh, plugins like Discord and uh, rhythm like the the music bots that let people 
listen to music in, in Discord calls and, and um, in servers. Uh, interestingly, uh, let's see. <sighs> so, uh, the, the, the quote that The Verge got from, uh, you know, uh, the official quote is uh, that uh, the quote-unquote music bots have been enabled by third parties for years, allowing Discord to avo- avoid scrutiny or legal action from companies like YouTube. And, you know, the 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 main difference here is that now that YouTube's involved, you, you can probably see um, maybe a, a, only certain types of videos or certain flagged videos being able to be watched. And, and, and one of the new features being tested is called Watch Together, which lets, uh, you know, YouTube, sorry, which lets Discord users watch YouTube videos together. Say, you know, uh, I guess you could watch music together react to it or trailers and things like that so it'll be interesting to see uh how this is implemented because like as far as i know like the way the music bots had really worked was they basically like you'd put in a song it would scrape youtube try and find like the most relevant like uh video and then basically just stream the audio of it into like a like a uh, discord call uh, and then i think that's pretty much uh, like this is pretty much that, but now officially done, and may also integrate with like more video playback as well. Uh, do you think this is a bit of a shitty move <laughs> on Discord's part, Kai, or is this like inevitable? This was inevitable. In like in my mind, this was inevitable. Uh, blah blah. Can't talk. Inevitable. <laughs> uh, but the the shittiness I reckon came from YouTube. Like this watch mm. together feature is a hundred percent. You're not going to be able to watch Vimeo clips on Discord. It's going to be limited to you get them from YouTube or you don't get them at all. I reckon that's yeah. I mean, I'm, it's I'm what it's going to be speculating a little bit, but history mm. shows that YouTube is pretty ruthless when it comes to stuff like this. Yeah. What about you, John? Oh, um, don't have too much. I've thought of it. <laughs> I thought on it actually. I don't use I don't use Discord a ton. Um, yeah, I'm kind of I know that people are very um, very disappointed with these bots being shut down, especially if they're yeah. like ultimately the functionality of them isn't actually being replicated, which doesn't mm. sound like it because it's like watched together. I'm pretty sure it's like still video only. It's not audio. Yeah. Like there's just like you know it's YouTube shutting down alternatives and making it worse. Like I understand mm. it. It's yeah inevitable. Sounds I agree with that from yeah. uh, how it, everything's described, but. Yeah, just kind of, um, yeah, disappointing yet again. I don't think I've ever mm. used Discord. Is it good? What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, you have. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I'm realizing people listening aren't going to get the joke that we're recording this on Discord. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm, I'm clarify, yeah, clarify I was, the joke there. I'm sorry, but you, you're on your camera, you're like in engulfed in darkness so it's hard to see yeah i know the the sun <laughs> went down while we were recording <laughs> uh well um you know we'll, we'll see we'll see how the implementation works hopefully maybe something similar to groovy discord and rhythm like those music streaming bots come back so people can listen to music legally through discord um but who knows maybe there'll be a separate agreement with spotify or something in the future um but yeah you know i, I guess We'll uh, we'll find out. Expansion and, um, pack payments of the future. You're going to be able to pay you know three dollars a month, and that'll yeah. get you get you music. <laughs> Four dollars gets you Spotify. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Well, Kai, I know the sun is set on uh, on the area that you live in, and it is setting over here. And the I think it's time to sunset this podcast and bring it to a close. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. Uh, as always. Uh, Please send in your comments, your thoughts, your feedback to podcast at doublejump.co. We always love to, uh, you know, hear from our uh, community, whether that's in Facebook comments, on Instagram. But you know what? Maybe be like Kai and be that mythical first-time caller, like long-time listener. That would be awesome to have. <laughs> well, Abir, uh, John, yeah. uh, thank you both for having me. It's always a pleasure. For sure, man. Yeah, thanks. Always happy to come on, chat about Gex. <laughs> <laughs> the Gex, 
the Gex spoiler cast is uh, is, is going to be next. We're going to we're going to do that. Pencil that in. Yeah, I'm happy to hear more about Gex. The double jump Gex correspondent, Kyle Wood. <laughs> Uh, the CGO Chief Gex Officer. Mm. Uh, well, let's uh, make like lizards and Gex out of here. Thank you so much, Kai. Thank you so much, John. And uh, until next time, everyone, look out for one another. Peace. Bye. Peace.